What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. Do you think it's harder to be a photographer and have kids? And I was saying yes, obviously because your time is so divided. By choice too like I want to spend more time with my family but then on the flip side I also think it has made me a better artist because I look at things so differently whether it's a wedding and I'm watching the slideshow of them growing up or it's maternity or family like I feel how deeply those photos are so much more important than before when I was just shooting and like trying to focus on lighting and certain things so I think it's made me better. It's made me more time efficient because I have to be, but it definitely is harder because it does divide your time. Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in-between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJeso a mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur, and I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will get you real results. Because let's face it, having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is the place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the show. I am super excited to dive into today's episode with Nicole Ashley Photography. Now, Nicole is an international portrait and wedding photographer based out of Alberta, Canada. Her influence has branched out far beyond the boundaries of her city, bringing her throughout much of Canada and on to international destinations such as Iceland, Italy, Switzerland, and Australia. Nicole has built an impressive resume photographing magazine features, best-selling novel covers, internationally acclaimed musicians, music festivals, and fashion shows. With innate creativity, unparalleled work ethic, and a passion for the entire craft, Nicole Ashley is not only a photographer, but an artist. Her main area of focus are now intimate weddings and couples portraiture. 
Now, I think I first ran across her beautiful work on Instagram of all places, and when I saw she was also a fellow Canadian gal, I knew I had to connect. So without further ado, here is Nicole. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. Now, tell us who you are and what you're passionate about. Well, I'm a portrait and wedding photographer, and I am very passionate about helping people to feel good on the other side of the camera because I know it's a very intimidating process, but I know existing in photographs outweighs that. So people want to exist in photographs, but making them feel comfortable and enjoy the process so much that they want to hire you again is definitely the goal. I love that. It, and it's so funny. Now, have you recently gone like behind in front of the camera? Because that's something that I really struggle with. Like our last family session was actually in 2013. Oh, wow. And Which is brutal. Like brutal. My son's like 10 years later, like he's 13. <laughs> like what is wrong with me? I'm a photographer. I know better. That's really common though with photographers. I think we prioritize photographs for so many other people and documenting other people that we kind of sideline that in our personal life. Yeah. I know I did until I had a baby and then I was kind of like, okay, I need to stay on top of this. But I also know that family shoots are a little chaotic. (laughs) It's a really good thing to put yourself in front of the camera and to remind yourself how it can feel for a client so that you can do the best job you possibly can to make them feel good in it. So I think you need some family photos. I think I do too. I know I need to book one. It's so funny. This year I've actually taken um, a sabbatical this fall from shooting. So normally I'm like loaded with like fall family sessions and like holiday mini stuff. But this year it's like, nope, I'm taking a break. So I should have. Breaks are good. Breaks are healthy. It makes you like want to jump back into it with a fresh start. So that's good. Well, I think, you know, it's it's funny because it's not really talked about so much in our industry is how detrimental burnout is to our creativity. Yeah. And that is something that I really went through this past. I think it started like, it was funny because it was like work, 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 work. I'm running two companies. Like life is really busy. And I got used to that pace. And then pandemic hit. And then it was like, like, stop. And it was almost like your brain hit the wall. And then Obviously, everything changed post-pandemic. We're all wearing masks. Connecting with clients is different. And I still, honestly, like, I don't want to blame the pandemic, but I can't ever go back to how I was. And I think that's something that my brain is struggling to figure out, that it's okay, that it's never going to be the same. And like the, a small silver lining, I think, of the pandemic is that that forced slowdown really did make people reevaluate what's important to them, what they want to do with their time. I know for me, I marry all of those same things that you just said. After going through busy season, I'm definitely like just clawing my way out of burnout myself. Yeah. But going from pandemic, I had my daughter on March 14th, 2020. So when like the world shut down. Like literally the day the world shut down. Yes. Oh my gosh. So it was interesting going through that because we couldn't have family or friends help us. So it was a unique experience. But on the flip side, my husband's uh, an artist himself. We both wouldn't get maternity or paternity leave. So we had three months at home with our daughter, which we would have never gotten. But after going through that slow, like 
pace of lifestyle going into busy, busy, extra busy, it's been a really hard switch, I think, for everyone. I know every photographer that I've talked to about it has been like, whoa, I need to take a take a minute. It's a lot. So you're not alone in that. No, it's almost like, you know, like when you hear, like, especially I love that you brought up having a baby. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> it's interesting because you always hear like, oh, you'll bounce back. Like, but it's like, no, nothing's ever going to be the same than it was, but it doesn't mean it's bad. Right. Right? Like, it's just different. I was talking with another artist the other day the other day, who also has a little one, and we were saying how, because she was saying, like, do you think it's harder to be a photographer and have kids? And I was saying, yes, obviously, because your time is so divided by choice, too. Like, I want to spend more time with my family. But then on the flip side, I also think it has made me a better artist because I look at things so differently, whether it's a wedding and I'm watching the slideshow of them growing up or it's maternity or family. Like I feel how deeply those photos are so much more important than before when I was just shooting and like trying to focus on lighting and certain things. So I think it's made me better. It's made me more time efficient because I have to be but it definitely is harder because it does divide your time. Absolutely. That's always the struggle. I mean, like, it's funny because I I think to myself, I'm like, I started my career back in 2010. And I sometimes wonder, had I known I was only going to have my one son, would I have poured so much into my work? Mm -hmm. Or would I have, like, said no more and said, okay, like, I do have some regrets, But at the same time, it's hard because like I wouldn't be where I am in my career supporting my family had I taken that route. So it's like there is this this payoff, but it's so hard. I think when you become a mom or a parent in general, I think you can never get away with being guilt-free. Right. You're always going to be guilt-free if you work too much, if you don't work enough, if you don't give them enough attention or do this, or you don't discipline. Like, I just don't think you can escape it no matter what you do. Add being a business owner. And like you said, you run multiple businesses. Like (laughs) you're just trying to survive at that point, I think. It's true. It's funny. I remember when, I remember when I was, he was probably about five and I was like, honey, like it's time for dinner. It's time to start cleaning up her toys. Like come. And he's like, five more minutes, babe. Oh, dear. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Five more minutes in. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> wow, we went, I totally went off on a tangent there. But um, I'm going to get back to the questions that I've prepared for you, my dear. So I know that you're a Canon ambassador and an educator. Congratulations. Thank you. So can you share your experience with that and how that came to be? Yeah. Canon reached out to me over social media, so over Instagram, and they told me they loved my work. Organically, I was showing Canon products and stuff that I was doing because that I've been shooting Canon my whole life. And they invited me to fly out to Toronto to see a new product line, or not, sorry, a new product line, a new camera line that they were doing, their new mirrorless cameras. So they were like, we'd love to have you come and test it out and give us your feedback. And it was a really great start of a relationship. And ever since then, I've been an ambassador. And they're obviously like, I love the product. I've been using it forever. But the team behind Canon is so amazing. Like they truly, 
truly care about artists and about improvements. And I'm just like really proud to be an ambassador That's for so them. Awesome. I love that. Now there's so many photographers really struggling to find their own style and you have an incredible style. Like you can see your work and you can tell that it's yours. So what advice do you have for even finding your style for maybe our new photographers out there? I definitely know that this is a really important topic to talk about. I know so many artists who struggle with that and I get questions about that all the time. But honestly, before I even could speak to what my style was, I just kind of naturally gravitated to certain color tones, to moodier lighting, but also having a hint of softness in it. And I really didn't recognize that I was doing that until somebody else pointed that out to me. So I was being interviewed for a thing with photography and they actually said, they're like, it's always, it's so interesting how you're always mixing moody and romantic in your work. Oh, nail on the head. (laughs) I was just like, whoa, like I didn't even know I was doing that. So it's, I think when people are struggling with their style, it's a really good thing, whether anyone that's just like not biased to who they are, whether it's another artist or someone in a totally different field and just get them to look at your work. I think it's really important to have someone look at your work and ask them what do they feel when they look at it or what stands out to them. Because even I've had other artists say like, oh, I love how you always gravitate to like blue and pink. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know I was doing that. But that like moody romantic was like, that was so interesting to have somebody else point that out to me. So my best piece of advice for that is ask someone what they feel when they look at their work. Love that. That's great advice. Now, there is a saying that consistency is king. Now, how do you maintain that style consistency, but also still feeling creative as an artist? It takes time, truly. If I look back at my beginner work, I mean... (laughs) I know. I laugh because I'm like, oh gosh. (laughs) (laughs) There are elements of what I shoot now. Like I can see that I've always shot a little more moody. Like I was never light and airy or light, airy, filmy. I've always been kind of this direction. I never flip-flopped. But after learning like better lighting, posing, everything like that, that's where it really came into fruition. So honestly, like taking your time and giving yourself grace to like make mistakes, go through not so great phases with work to get to where you are. I think that's the hardest part is when we're inundated with so much social media and we see people producing phenomenal work. And if, especially if you're new looking at their work and saying, I don't understand how they lit that. I don't understand how they got their clients to give such beautiful emotion. It just takes time. And so you can't compare your beginning to someone's middle, right? It's so true. And they make it so like, look so easy, right? Like that's the thing, like you look behind the scenes and you're like, wow, okay. It's like, it's like, you know, that. have you ever watched that show Nailed It? Yes. Okay. It's like, it's like, okay, it looks like you could do this, but then when you go to try, you're like on your first try and it looks like a disaster and and like that's normal. (laughs) (laughs) It is. And I think too, you have to remember whenever you look at people's portfolio, they didn't just pick up their camera and make that on their first try. Like, everyone's early work is like, "Mm." (laughs) questionable. (laughs) So I have to ask this because I thought this was really so interesting about you. So tell me about the experience of shooting for book covers. How does that work and how did that come about? 
So I've been sharing my work on Pinterest and several other platforms for years, but Pinterest seems to be where I get the most authors reaching out. So I don't know if it's, and it's mostly US-based authors that reach out, that look on Pinterest I've been finding, but I've had authors reach out and ask me to create specific artwork for their book covers. But because I shoot a lot of like intimate engagement or like couples portraits, I majority of the authors reaching out are looking to license work I've already created. So in order to do so, I have to provide model releases and depending on what they're hoping for, sign different contracts, whether it's for digital, for physical prints, whatnot. But it's really cool to pick up a book and know that like, <laughs> to see that you've done a cover, yeah. <laughs> that feeling never gets old. <laughs> I don't think it would be fun. So tell me, what would be your dream session and why? You know, I get asked this a lot because a lot of people will say like, who would be your dream person to photograph or anything like that? And truly, I don't, I don't have any interest in photographing like celebrities or like high profile people. I know it sounds cheesy, but there's nothing like producing like editorial, beautiful work for someone who never thought that they could see themselves that way. Yes. I've literally had people that I've photographed them from engagement sessions to weddings, maternity, births, family sessions. I've been with them through all their like major milestones who from the very first time I photographed them were shaking because they were so nervous or would tell me like, I can't take a good photo. And I'm always like, let me prove you wrong. (laughs) There's nothing like making someone feel really good in their skin. So I think it's so cool that we have a camera and that with that, we can do that. So when it comes to like a dream session or person, I know it sounds so corny, but like I, I feel like it always changes because I'll shoot something I'm so proud of, or I know I made someone feel really good. And that was my dream session. And then I'll do something else and then that's it. So I love that. So tell me a little bit about is it, what it sounds to me is like you've really f- tapped into being finding a way to be satisfied with your work. And that is something I personally really struggle as an artist that I'm just like, mm, not good enough, mm, not good enough. So how, like, what advice do you have on that? I know for myself, like I still get incredibly nervous before every single shoot. I'm like a sweater. <laughs> so like, I'll like the second like that my bell rings or like I show up somewhere I like immediately start sweating, (laughs) but I think that's good. I think you're nervous because you care. And I, I walk away from shoots or sessions often and I feel good, but I always have that little voice. It's like, oh, you should have just did this, or you should try this, or what if you would have moved them and done this? Like, I don't think we're ever completely satisfied. I know that I never put my camera down after a shoot and I'm like, I nailed it, just killed it. I'm always like a little part of me beats myself up over something about it. But I think I think that's healthy and that's normal. And I think it just makes us want to strive to be better. So I know I'm going to do it after every time I shoot, but I've just accepted it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's just you lean into it. Just lean into your not, you know, you're like, well, the client's going to love it. Yeah. Even if I don't. So, oh, well. <laughs> Now, do you find that you shoot many personal projects? I do more so with like my own family. 
it's been a long time since I've stuck to just a specific personal project. Um, I was doing one for years called Characters that's still on my website where I would take really fast portraits of strangers or people I just met. And it was a goal of mine to try to capture their personality in two photos. And it was also the point of the project was to challenge myself to work with unreliable lighting and also to highlight another artist. So I shot them all over the world. I shot headshots in Belize, Switzerland, Canada, at different places in the States. And sometimes to keep the look consistent, I made the photos black and white and I would have to have a dark background. So sometimes I'd bring a backdrop with me. Other times if I was traveling, I'd have to find like a black door. I used clothes, (laughs) I used totally random things. But doing that project not only helped me learn to shoot really quickly and to capture emotion really quickly, but it really challenged me to work in places or spaces I was not comfortable in. So I do think it made me a better photographer. I love that. So were you model calling in each area or just like grabbing random people off the street? No, it had to be someone that, so it wasn't like complete stranger. So it had to be someone, it was, that was like an interesting character that I wanted to photograph. So a lot of them are photographers. If you went on there, you'd probably see a lot of photographers you recognize. (laughs) For example, the one in Belize, I was there for a wedding and there was a man who owned like a tiki bar on the edge of a cliff. And my husband and I just got to talking to him and he was so interesting and just had like a wild, like cool background and story. So I was like, hey, could I photograph you? (laughs) And I told him about this project that I was doing. So there are people like that, but it was people that I deemed as like really uniquely interesting characters for it. And what I love too is it's like you were just like, I'm just going to ask people and like the worst thing that they're going to say is no. I just find you interesting. Let me take your photo, right? Yeah. And I, I thought I would get that a lot. I thought people were like, no. I had people who were really shy or intimidated and then I would be like, okay, let's use that. So on some of them, you'll see people kind of covering up their face or like, doing certain things, like they're not traditional headshots and they're not supposed to be. But the the opposite happened. I ended up getting overwhelmed with so many people reaching out to me saying, how do I become a character? Or like, I want to hire you for character headshots. And I was like, oh, I had to explain. <laughs> I was like, it's like a personal project and like whatever. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a really great experience. And I still intend on making a character book, like a coffee table book with all the different characters in it. I love that. That's so neat. What a fun project because that does, you know, like that does, it like gets your creativity juices going and it's something different. And I think that's one thing that as photographers, especially photographers running businesses, we get into that like shoot, edit, repeat, tick boxes. Like we're, it just becomes such a process that it kind of takes the sparkle and the joy out of it. So I love that you found a way just to infuse that back into your own work. That's so cool. Yeah. And honestly, I think it doesn't, I mean, that's more of an extreme personal project, but my biggest piece of advice to photographers is that if you're feeling burnt out or if you're feeling like robotic or like you're going through the motions of book a client, shoot them in the same spot, do whatever, that your personal project can be doing a styled shoot of like your dream maternity, your dream kind of family session where you pick out location, the clothing, 
the lighting, you do everything you want to do and do what you do best in like the perfect scenario, because then not only will you feel amazing, you'll have beautiful portrait work out of it or portfolio work, I should say, but it will invigorate you to inject that kind of feeling into your other sessions. Now, looking at your work, your clients are beautifully styled. Is that something that you offer them or is that something that they're just doing on their own? So we do have a, so when I say we, I work a lot with Jana who does professional hair and makeup and she has a studio in her home. I have one in mine and we built houses (laughs) pretty well next to each other. Oh, I love that. So sometimes we're shooting in one, sometimes the other, but we do have a client closet that we offer to a lot of our clients. So a lot of the times clients are wearing clothing from that, but Jana is an incredible, incredible stylist with hairstyles, clothing, everything. So when someone looks super well put together, nine times out of 10, Jana had something to do with it. And then of course, some of our clients, they just, they see the portfolio and that style connects with them. So then they want to hire us. So yeah, it's a, it is a mix of both, but I would say for a lot of the really good styling, Jana usually has something to do with it. (laughs) So now how do you get over the obstacle of the dudes? Because not all men love to get styled up for a family shoot. You know what? Honestly, I find that when we have our clients who in general are pretty stylish, they help style their husband (laughs) or their partner. But we do have guys that write us and say like, I really don't know what to wear. So we'll tell them, we're like, honestly, just bring like a duffel bag or a, a suitcase even of your things and we'll help you with that. So we'll pick out clothing that will highlight their eyes or that they feel good in because that's a really big part of style is that if you feel good in it, you're just going to be more comfortable and pose better. But the odd time we get someone who just comes perfectly, they don't need our help, but we do definitely collaborate in that process. And I find that part of a photo shoot makes it really fun and they feel a little bit more in control if they're like, these are my items and this is what I feel good in or this is what I'm interested in. And it gives you time to talk and like kind of ease those photo shoot nerves going through all that stuff. So I love that. I think that's a great question is what do you feel good in? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, that's great advice. Love that. So do you ever find yourself in a creative rut and how do you pull yourself out? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> I would be, I would definitely be lying if I said I didn't. I always find the most gassed or the most in a creative rut at the end of busy season. Mm. So like right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're just so overwhelmed with your workload. Not only are you shooting new work, you have all of the workload before. And then of course, as you know, being a parent, you still have your family and your home and like so many other things on your plate. So it's really hard to get inspired or creative if your cup is so full. So where I get the most creative, I would say actually like the depths of winter. So when we're locked (laughs) away at home, that's when I start dreaming up things of like that I can shoot in spring or sets that I can create or things I can do. But to get myself out of a creative rut, honestly, I have a really amazing circle of friends in my life who a lot of them are artists themselves And not just photographers, but they're interior designers, they're hair and makeup artists, they do tons of different things. And even just hanging out with different creative 
like juices in general yeah. just kind of invigorates you or like makes you feel inspired to try new things. But if, say, if you don't have a good circle of people who you can kind of bounce ideas off of or talk to about that kind of stuff, because some people are like, none of my friends are creatives, and I, I totally get that. I find going to the movies, listening to music, again, dreaming up a styled shoot of like what you would love to do and playing around on Pinterest, looking at what's trending. Social media in general can be inspiring, but depending on how you look at it, for some people, it's the opposite. So just knowing where your head's at, there are different options. But for me, like movies and like film is like really inspiring. Love that. So you ready for the lightning round? Yes. Coffee or tea? Coffee, a thousand percent. I like tea at night, but coffee is like a must. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Oceans or mountains and why? I like both, but oceans. What is something you have accomplished as an adult that your younger self would be proud of? Feeling good in my own skin, especially being a female. I spent way too much time being really mean to myself growing up. And it's really nice to feel good in my skin, especially after becoming a parent for like the first time now that, of course, I'm in my 30s. Yeah. (laughs) I'm in my 40s and I'm still working on it. (laughs) I think we're always going to be working on it. But think of how you feel now to how you probably were to yourself when you were like 20. Oh, gosh. Awful. 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 What's your favorite comfort food? Ooh, pasta. Definitely. (laughs) Where do you feel most centered and happy? Home. What are you most grateful in this season of life? Oh, my family, absolutely. Last night, even just putting my little girl to bed, I was like falling asleep next to her. We just transitioned her into a big girl bed and she was just laying there and like drawing on my face and giving me kisses. And I was just like, yeah, it's the best. I love it. Hold on to those moments, mama, because my son is 13 and like no one prepares. Oh my gosh, no one prepares you. Like I wish someone told me this was going to be the last time you pick up your child. Oh, I know. Doesn't that like kill you in your heart? I know. I wish I knew. I wish I knew that was going to be the last time I carried him to bed. Oh, like don't I tell know. me that. I know. I'm going to cry right I now. Know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, I did. I totally teared I up. Totally <laughs> oh, I've always been a sap, but me too. Like oh, so much worse having a kid. Wow. Oh, I know. It's funny. It's like the it's. It's the longest breakup of my life. It's just excruciating. And I love him so much. And like every day it's like they pull away a little less. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm depressing today, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) But just my lesson, honestly, is just enjoy those moments with your littles and snuggle them tight and just enjoy every tiny little detail and moment you've got with them. My husband already teases me. He's like, when we made her big girl bed, He was like, oh, before you know it, she'll be off to college. And I'm like, don't you dare. (laughs) When we had to get rid of like his little, like his baby clothes and like all like little stuff, we had it in a shed until he was like probably seven or eight. And I I was like, you need to get rid of this when I'm not home because I'm going to lose it. (laughs) Like I will hold on to everything. (laughs) Oh, I'm such a, I can't even 
give away like her like finger painting from when she's like one. I, know. <laughs> I have it in boxes. I have all that in boxes still and I will keep it till the day I die. That'll be me too. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. That will be like I can't. Like and I know there's so much adorable baby clothes and I'm like I can't. Like what if she wants this for her baby one day or like oh I can't. But yeah, I Exactly. I I honestly I think a lot of photographers fear starting a family because they think they're going to lose such a huge part of their identity because you know yourself as like a photographer. And I felt that way too. And like, according to most people, like I had her a bit later in life, but I, I, I honestly think it's only made life better. It's, it's made me prioritize my time. I think I'm a better artist for clients. I'm really picky and choosy. I only say yes to things that really like make my heart sing and make me excited to pick up my camera. And yeah, I, if anybody's like out there, like, I don't know if I, if I should, I think if there's even a small part of you that wants to explore becoming a parent, just do it. I agree. You can always pick up your camera later. (laughs) Now, when do you feel most authentically yourself? Uh, when I'm in like sweatpants, probably eating pasta. (laughs) (laughs) surrounded by, I call them my like Stillwater family, my like chosen family. We all chose to like live in the same neighborhood. So, and our house is just like an episode of friends, people coming in and out and just like, they know our door code, they come in, they help themselves. But when I'm with really good people that I know love me, no matter whether I'm a photographer, whether I'm doing well or poor or whatnot, when I'm around certain human beings, I feel like the most authentically myself. Of that. What has been the best piece of business advice you've ever been given? Don't try to be a jack of all trades. When I first started, I was shooting everything from sports to newborns, families, weddings, everything. And I was drowning and I wasn't doing amazing in any of them. I was just kind of doing okay in all of them. And once I specialized and chose the things that I'm like, this makes me excited to pick up my camera. This is where I shine. That's when my career like really started to take off. I love that. I think there's a fear. Number one is of not acknowledging that you don't like things. Yeah. And number two is that you don't have to say yes to everybody who wants to give you money. And Right. Say, and, but saying no to money is hard for people. It's so hard, right? Yeah. And just like even thinking, okay, well, is there enough people that are going to love what I love that are actually going to pay me to sustain an income at this? And it's such a leap of faith. But it's so worth exploring because a great example is my friend Irene. She's an amazing photographer, YouTuber, but she doesn't have like real clients, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. So she started off in weddings, but she realized she loves shooting feminine portraiture where she styles the models. She does these almost like whimsical, like fairy tale shoots. And everyone told her like, you can't make a career out of this. You can't just photograph like women's portraits, only that where you choose the models and you do everything. And she is a very, very successful YouTuber, photographer, artist. She's got like brand deals, like doing amazing. But just that a glimpse so many people like shut down her dreams and yeah. she still did it anyways. I love that. <laughs> I And I still remember too, when I first started, I told people I wanted to be a photographer. I had people say, everyone's a photographer. Like, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you can't make money doing that. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you now, girl. <laughs> now, what advice do you have for someone just starting out? Honestly, the more you shoot, the better you will come. So I, I spent a lot of time um, watching other people grow and kind of like wishing and hoping I could do certain things. But the more I shot, the more I practiced and failed, the better I got. And it just takes time. But I honestly like pick up your camera every single day. And whether you're shooting still life, you're trying to challenge yourself in tricky lighting, photographing strangers as opposed to your friends. Honestly, just the more you shoot, the better you'll get. Yeah, it's so true. And even just like get out of your head and behind your camera. Honestly, that's the best that, the best thing you could say to any, anyone. Get out of your own head and just start. Yeah. Like just do it. I was in a huge creative rut recently, like a long time. And get, basically just put pause on my photography business. Didn't pick up my camera for about four months. And then finally I was like, you know what? Today I'm going to create. And I start, I've started photographing myself. Oh, amazing. Which has been a really neat project. And I'm, I'm turning myself into fine art pieces, like um, oh, cool. taking like the Mona Lisa or like just doing like really just like, or like Vermeer's fine art and just like, just saying, okay, like I'm no, I owe no one nothing. Like this is all yeah. for me. And I think that's the part where I got really stuck was feeling that like, even when I would model call or even when I would like want to create, it always just ended up feeling heavy because I felt like they owed them something and they were waiting for me. And I'm just like, well, I don't wait for me. So I'll just photograph me. <laughs> so it's been therapeutic. That's honestly, that's why it is so important to do these like passion projects or just shooting for fun. Cause you never know where it could lead and just taking the yeah. pressure off of anything to do with your camera really opens up all of the gates to like just creating to create. And I think that's when an artist is going to be at their best potential when that pressure is gone. It's so true. It's so fun. Like the shopping is like my favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) On Amazon, I'm like, I'm sure. I wonder if I can get, (laughs) my husband noticed if I get like this giant like gown with like a crinoline like and make myself like Marie Antoinette like I wonder if he'll notice where can I store that hmm just like say it's curtains or something (laughs) so where can our listeners learn more from you I'm honestly I'm the most active on Instagram so that's just the handles at Nicole Ashley but if they want to work with me then email is best which is hello at NicoleAshley.ca I love that. And you've got some courses through Canon as well. Is that right? Yes. So I have courses on the Canon Creator website. And then I have workshops coming up. I have one in Hawaii coming up, which is pretty cool. That's with Focal, uh, who did my website. And they're an amazing, amazing team of artists and entrepreneurs involved in that. So if anyone's looking to find a reason to go to Hawaii and to learn and shoot some really incredible content, that's going to be a good one. I love that. So I always love to end my interviews just with this last question. And it is, what are you currently curious about or artistically curious about? I'm actually really interested in learning video more. Video has always seemed like a daunting thing because I don't want to deal with the editing. (laughs) It's so fun. Because video editing is so much more extensive than photo editing. But I want to just either get past that and either outsource the editing or like really dive in and learn it more. And I think that's what I'm going to invest my time and knowledge into 
like this down season is more video, not just for my clients, but also for personal projects. So fun. You're you're gonna you're gonna fall in love. I fell in love with video. Like I know everyone says that they're like, oh <laughs> like the fact that you can pick a piece of music and like just curate it with your images and your video and it's just like oh, make people cry in like one minute. I know it just gets you in the feels. It really does. <laughs> you're gonna kill it. I know it. Oh, I hope so. It's so scary even saying that out loud because then it's like once you announce it, you're like, okay, I guess now I have to do this. It's so. <laughs> so true. It's so true. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. It means a lot to be recognized by such an amazing platform. So thank you. Oh, my beautiful friends. I hope you loved this conversation just as much as I did. I am sending you so much of my light and my love today and every single day. We'll see you next time.